You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. It is Amy Gerard, and I am joined today by a very special person. Her name is Kate Dodds. Say hello. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Her name's Kate Dodd. No S. Jesus. I I swear we're friends. Are we? I'm not convinced now. (laughs) (laughs) Kate Dodd is here with me. She is in Big B's office, uh, Lair Den. And we are, yep, his New South Wales Police Certificate of Service is up on the wall. And we are going to be recording a podcast from home today because getting into the podcast studio has just become more uh, challenging than I care to admit. So here we are. Welcome, Kate Dodd. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Gerard. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's an, there's an S on the end. No, there's not. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. <laughs> Wait, you need to lean more forward. Okay, right. Okay. So when we record at home, just for those who are listening... I have a little microphone which my producer was like, you both have to basically be speaking directly into it and you can be about 10 centimetres away. So just like I recorded with Lisa last week with her basically on my lap, me and Kate are now kind of cuddling. <laughs> I have my arm around her. We are each other's safe space. So that's a story uh, for later down the track. Now, how are you, Kate Dodd? <laughs> I am good. I'm good. We, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm good. Everyone is very nervous when they, even myself, I remember the very first podcast I did, I was very, very nervous. I think I had to go back into the studio three or four different times to try and get it right. So Kate and I met again through Instagram. It really is like an online, I won't say dating, online friendship app if you let it in, right? Yeah. How long uh, were you following me before I followed you back? Uh, a very long time. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I absolutely had a lady. I feel like we're about to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't. Um, I definitely had a, a huge crush on you for a long time. And, yeah, I just I loved that you were, you know, your real self and funny and, yeah, just – Everything that I love about life, you embody. Yeah. I, I feel like an absolute cocksucker because I didn't I didn't want to line that question up to be like just showered tell, with. Tell me about myself. Tell Why me about how me? much you loved me. I absolutely, I yeah, I definitely misdirected that question. I guess what I wanted to say was we have been following each other now for a while and – I don't know. This is another situation, kind of like my girlfriend Brie, because there's so many women on Instagram and there's so many women in general, right? But every now and again, you meet somebody. It sounds like I'm about to break out into a small love story right now. We are going to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you meet somebody and it feels so familiar, yeah. right? It, it It's like a really bizarre familiar feeling and it, it it feels it's a friendship that feels very very easy and we had a mutual friend uh we still have a mutual friend and we um had organized to go out for dinner down in Cronulla 
And that was the first time Kate and I had actually met in real life. We'd been chatting on online, obviously, through socials and whatnot, but it was the first time that we had met in real life, in RL, that's how the cool kids say it, <laughs> um, and we just hit it off. Yeah. If it was a Tinder date, we would have probably gone home with each other. I mean, I had a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you but. did get kicked out of a bar. <laughs> Uh, that's because I was so nervous. I think for me, I couldn't like, not that, I mean, you're not a celebrity. You're no, my, not. You're my beautiful friend now. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. You're not a celebrity. You know, I um, don't want to be a celebrity. But I was nervous. I was so nervous meeting you that mm. I drank <laughs> red wine and margaritas and I hadn't eaten because I wanted to look my best because you always look amazing. And you were doing fireball shots with me. Do you remember doing a fireball shot? No, but that was that was when I got kicked out of the bar. <laughs> uh, before, before this, I was, you know, getting my confidence and, and I'm not condoning drinking to get confidence. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I was so nervous that I, I knocked back a fair few drinks mm. and then you bought wine to dinner. I'm pretty sure there was more margaritas. Oh, yes, there then was. Then we went to this tiny, tiny bar <laughs> where there was no escaping falling asleep on the table. <laughs> After apparently having shots. Um, and then I was like, oh, that's it. She's not going to love me. That that date did not go to plan. I mean, actually, it probably it is went- like a lot of first dates where you're so nervous and you drink too much and then here that's we are. A, I mean, I have I have a lot of first date stories that have ended like that. Like there's one in particular that where I ended up. Have I ever told? I think I've told that story on my Instagram. I, I had done a first like a, oh. I'd done a cake and I'd been yeah. really, really, really nervous and I hadn't eaten all day so I could fit into these tiny, tiny little tops and a mini denim skirt and I'd gone out to this bar with the, you know, with I thought we were going out for dinner and he was like, oh, we'll just get some nibblies and he ordered a bottle of champagne and I at that stage had never drunk champagne and oh just God. I knew that it went to my head. Anyway, I think we had like two bottles and then I blacked out and I woke up. I was on all fours on my front lawn, projectile vomiting and farting at the same time. With him there? With him, He was holding up my hair. And then my dad's walked out. Hey, Ryan, and then she married you. <laughs> and my, wait, this is the worst part. So I don't even know how I got from the car to the front lawn, but my skirt and I jumped on all fours and my skirt had flipped up and I was in a tiny little G-banger. My ass was the colour of enamel and I was just mooning this poor guy and passing wind and my dad's walked outside and gone, what on earth is going on? And this guy's legged it. Weirdly, I actually got a second date with him, but I turned him down. Well, you got a second date with me too. I did. Um, And you didn't turn it down, thankfully. And I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like you've been in my life Forever. Yes. But really, it's only since April. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. And not even a year. No. What are we going to do for our year anniversary? Oh my when gosh. Something? Let's not go to Blind Bear and Cronulla. No, I think, I'm, <laughs> I think my, my face is up because I'm banned. You might be banned. Um, like, I remember Ryan was like, who is Kate? Because <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I'm going out for dinner with Kate tonight. And he was like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, we've been married for, you know, seven years and I've never once heard of this Kate person. I was like, Kate, you know, Kate Dodd. I've known her my whole life. I, I don't like, know her last name. <laughs> Kate, Kate Dodd with an S. <laughs> and he's like, who the fuck is she? And and I was like, 
I don't know, she's just like this really special person to me. And he was like, what? <laughs> and then I remember he met you. You came over, where were we? Oh, we were in Bangor still. Yeah. And he was like, I get it. Like Aww. she's just so nice and so normal and like not trying to be anything that she's not. And she, uh, and you're a bit older than me. I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? Yeah. I, I mean, we don't need to go into numbers. But, I th- but I'm like 10 years older than you, am I? Um... How old are you? 44. 44. Yeah, I'm 36. So eight. Eight, okay. So not too much older. Well, I was (laughs) in probably year two when you were born. I mean, when you look at it like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't don't feel like age has anything to do with our friendship and, you know, the the things that we do or anything like that. In fact, if anything... I almost look up to you a little bit. Oh, babe. Oh, see, look, you're the celebrity for me now. Sponsor me. (laughs) (laughs) Kate has this wonderful way of balancing out, you know, a career, uh, motherhood and a social life. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I bang on about having a balance and, you know, having a real crack at motherhood and giving it your all, but also filling up your own cup and booking the girls' trips away or having a night out with the girls or a lunch or a brekkie or taking yourself off for whatever it is that you need to do. I am a huge advocate for looking after yourself and putting yourself first. And you are incredible at doing that. Thank you. You and I both, we get a bit of stick from mm. others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get asked all the time, like, how how are you out with three kids? Mm. Who's babysitting your children? Yeah, like their dad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not babysitting. They uh, helped in that two seconds of fun create them. <laughs> <laughs> so they are their responsibility yeah. as well. And I, Ryan goes out a lot on Friday night, so I will have the kids all weekend. So then Saturday and Sunday, they're my days to do something for myself. Yeah. Again, social media, it's a double-edged sword because some people are like, oh, it's really great, you know, she's got the the balance and she's doing stuff for herself and then other people, are, you know, they hate you for it mm. and they, they I, judge you. I just saw, like, just on a post you put up recently, someone saying, oh, where are your three kids? How do you go out all the time? Yeah. And honestly, like not having a social media platform other than, you know, my 200 friends, some of them I don't even know, it's just, it still amazes me that in this day and age that people actually say those kind of things because at the end of the day, we've just come out of a, you know, two-year lockdown pandemic crazy, crazy times where we, we missed so much. Like for me, I, like I've always had a bit of anxiety and things like that, but being away from my friends and being with my family 24 seven, almost broke me. It (laughs) almost broke me. And I love my family dearly, but for me, I'm an only child. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay, Tick. (laughs) Um, my girlfriends are my family. Yes. And Take them away from me, and I, I'm not, I'm not whole. Yeah, I know that might sound cheesy, but no, I totally get it. It for me, I was like, as soon as we were allowed out, uh, see ya, see ya, family, see ya, see ya, see, fam. You, see you in a year, maybe. Oh, I've got six months of socialising <laughs> to do, and I think we are both lucky in the sense that our husbands are supportive yes. of us having our own self. And look, I'll be honest, I, I didn't 
always get it right. I, I lost myself for a very long time. And I, I still think to some degree, I'm still, again, it sounds so corny, but I'm still finding myself, but finding myself in the sense that I want more. Yes. I want to be a mum. I want to be a wife. Mm-hmm. I want to work. Be a good friend. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I want me and I want my friendships and I want... Uh, I, I'm an over-lover and an overthinker. Yes, as, you are. As, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I, 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 I need that in return. I need that um, connection. And yeah. I, sure, I get that from Craig and I get that from Chase and Emmy, but for my girlfriends, it's different. They, they fill the cup up differently. I, I agree with that because I obviously grew up with brothers and they're very close and I'm close with my family, but because I didn't have any sisters mm. and my mum, I love her as well, but she's a bit of a tomboy. My girlfriends were like my sisters. Yeah. They were, I was so, and Bezel, Lauren, she is, she's so much more than like a best friend. She's like a, she's like a family member. Yeah, and we would go, we wouldn't go a day without talking multiple times during the day. And I, I totally understand because girlfriends just, they do, they they fill your cup up in a different way. Yeah. Not better, not worse, just different. Yeah. And I just think it's so important. I do think it, I think it massively comes down to having supportive partners that, you know, that nourish those kind of friendships and encourage yeah. us and support us to go out and, you know, blow off some steam and have our girl time. Is there a reason why you live the way you do? Yeah. Aside from everything I just said about, you know, wanting to be my own person and not like, I guess, having a purpose other than being a mum and a wife. And and I know for a lot of people, that's all they want. That's and enough. I totally, yep. I totally understand that. And I respect that. And I would never say to someone, oh, you're only a wife and a mum. But for whatever reason, it's like, oh, you're always out and, you know, you, you know, how do you do it all? I'm like, I don't do it all. I, I do and not what I want. Again, that's not right. But I do what makes me happy because I have experienced tragedy. Yes. Are you and... all right to talk? <laughs> yeah. Where's you the all tissues? Right? Where's the tissues? <laughs> we don't Here have we to talk about it. No, no. But, it, but what happened and that loss shaped I suppose the woman I am. Yeah. To a degree. Um, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just have boogers, but all right. <laughs> That's all right. We're Let so them close. out. We're, we're basically, um, we're on third base here. <laughs> um, so you, you have Chase. Yes. And how old is Chase? He's 14. Um, love him to bits, but he's at that point where he's it's, a teenager. Yeah. And he is, um, yeah, like grunts at me most yeah. of the time and just is constantly in and out of the pantry, which is not any different to your children. Except um, he retreats to his room yeah. and mine retreat to trashing the whole house. Yes, yep. that is true. He just stays in his stinky yeah. boy room um, most of the time. And, and, you know, I have to say to him, oh, do you want to come out and sit and have dinner with us? Do you want to like, yes. most of the time it's, you know, begrudgingly he does <laughs> yeah. oblige. Um, but he is beautiful. Like He is. He is. Like such a beautiful boy um, that, yeah, I feel very lucky to have him. Yes, of course. And then you had Eden. I did, yes. So Chase was born 2008. Um, We, after like 12 months of trying, and then again in 
2009, we started trying again after another, uh, you know, 12 months, um, Eden was born. So when I was pregnant with Eden at the 12 week scan, I remember them saying, oh, you know, things don't look overly great. Um, we're going to refer you on to the, what's it called? Anyway, it, the specialists the that specialist look after while they're in utero. Pregnancies. Yep. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I can't remember what they're Like called. an obstetrician or? Yeah. So, okay, but it was yep. still through um, the public system, but they honestly were amazing. And my friends always say um, that I gather stray cats. Like I. <laughs> like I, me. I'm a like stray you. cat. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I get it. I get because I just, I think. I form connections. Like when you spend so much time with people, I, I feel like, again, being the overlover and the overthinker, like I do form connections and, and going the scan after scan, heartbreak, <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, okay. Compose yourself, woman. Um, no, you're okay. You can take as much time as you need. Uh, hold hands. Okay, yeah, let's hold hands. hands. Um, yeah, so scan after scan, bad news after bad news, you know, talks of termination, but not being able to confirm actually what was wrong. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, just checking. That was the biggest head fuck, yeah. I think, ever. I think sometimes if you're told, you know, this baby will never Would, survive. There'll yeah. be no quality of life. Mm. Then that that's not an easy decision at all. I'm not saying that, but it's it's an informed decision. Yes. Whereas we never had that. And it was just always like, well, you know, this is what I think you should do from a medical professional who mm. wasn't pregnant, who wasn't mm-hmm. connected. Yes. Um, you know, lots of people had lots of opinions, which is fine. But for us, we were like, no, we're going to give her a chance. Yes. And we'd leave off the hospital and say, right, that's it. We're not giving up hope. Never giving up hope. Mm. That was just our thing. We were going to a southwest Sydney hospital where there's some interesting characters that hang around. And sometimes I'd see, you know, pregnant women outside and I'd think, why? Like, Smoking probably, right? Smoking (laughs) off their face, whatever. And I'd say to Craig, why? Like, why are we going through this Mm. and she's not? Like, she probably doesn't know who the dad is or, you know, she's not getting her care. And and that honestly, that was my hurt. It was nothing about her. She probably is an amazing mum to this day. But that was my hurt and my disbelief of this happening to us. Anyway, so months, obviously, months and months go on. We have this amazing team who listen to us, give us the, the hard facts and, and the, you know, the the clinical side of things, but we always had the love. Yep, of course. And so she was born the 30th of November, which is quite fitting that mm-hmm. we're having this discussion because it's this is... A bizarre week for me, always. Yeah. How many weeks did she? She was 39 weeks. Oh, so all, yeah. basically full term. Yeah, That's all of us. Like longer all... than any of my, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, all yeah. of my pregnancies, it's like 39 week 
ejection button. Yeah, wow. Out. Okay. So my water's broke. Oh, so she, your water's broke naturally? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Chase and, and Eden, my water's um, broke naturally. So we went to hospital. I had, um, again, I don't know what it's called, but the excess fluid. Mm-hmm. So I remember. Polyhydramnios? Yeah. Yeah, I had like that. that. When I was in hospital, the fluid was like dripping off the bed. Yes. And I remember this obstetrician coming in and like looking around, going, like looking at the roof because it was raining. And I said, it, there's not a leak, like that's my fluid. And he's oh like, oh, okay, well, that's a lot. I'm like, I, I know. Um, anyway, so uh, one of the conditions that she may have had was um, brutal bone disease. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thoughts of giving birth naturally, if that's what it was, she could have been like essentially crushed, I suppose. So there was discussions about C-sections and all of the things. There was 4 million people in that room. I hadn't started to have contractions at that stage. Anyway, then as soon as the obstetrician starts talking to me, prepping for a C-section, I had the hugest contraction ever. And I stopped talking and he looked at me and he was the biggest man with the biggest hands. Like I've got big hands, but his hands were like that, like double Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm just going to see how far dilated you are because you just had a contraction, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I don't want you to put your hands in me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, prepped for that. He And he was the, the most beautiful man. He's like, you are eight centimetres dilated. Oh, wow. That's my party trick. I was the same with Chase. Just zero Chase. to just 100. Like zero to 100. Anyway, so he's like, you're not, you're not having a C-section. You, you're going to deliver naturally um it's going to be very much hands off it's just going to be you and i was like what what do you mean like do like do i need to catch what like and he's like no 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 like obviously we'll be there but we just want her to deliver and let your body do what it's you know designed to do essentially we'll see what happens then and i was like okay anyway so they said oh we're just going to put in the oh serotonin it's not serotonin oh wait no the oxytocin is it the, the like the drip the to inju- speed the things induction. up. Yeah, oxytocin. No, I should know this. I've been induced twice. Yeah. Um, Whatever no that thing is. Yep. You know the the in, the, the drip thing stuff to induce <laughs> you. Wow. Um, they literally put it in my arm on a quite. A, I remember them arguing about putting it on a low dose because nothing was happening. And I swear to you, as soon as it went into my body, mm. that was it. Like it was on, again zero to a hundred. My yeah. body was like, "This baby is coming now," yeah. and I had that gas sucking it down like a champion yeah. because you that's know, what you had I at just, the time. I was just yeah. not coping with the whole situation. And I remember Craig pressing the the like emergency button, and when the midwife came in, I just remember like he just was so scared, and he was like, oh, "She's having like really bad contractions," and I was like, "I'm fucking having a baby." <laughs> Um, so then, you know, there's alarm bells, there's people everywhere. I'm still high as a kite on the gas because I was not giving that up. And then I had the most beautiful trainee midwife, mm. Steph. I'm friends with her on Facebook and Instagram because, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I do. do. And and she, um, she, I remember her saying to me, I'm not going to leave you. Like, I'm here by your side. I've got your hand. I'm not leaving you. And I was like, get everyone out of the room. Like it felt like a circus. Mm. And I I understand because no one knew what was going to happen. What they were going to, yeah. 
And But I just remember looking around at one point and there was a trillion people in the room. Mm. That I remember a man saying, oh, is it okay if I stay because I'm part of the NETS team, you know, like the neonatal mm-hmm. uh, helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have to deal with a situation like this. And Craig's like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all out. Crazy. Um, because it... it Whilst there was so many people, when it came to pushing, it was honestly just like her and I. Mm. And the the obstetricians who had been scanning me, they were there. And I remember he was like my dad. Mm. He just held me when she was born and just like stroked my hair and took the gas off me. Because <laughs> uh, by that stage, I had no idea. You were high as a kite, yep. And I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget that moment of... Compassion. Uh, yeah. Empathy. Compassion and, you know, just that's where the journey started. Yeah. And that's where we would know one way or another what would happen. Mm-hmm. So, so many things happened. She went straight to the NICU, the um, neonatal intensive care unit mm-hmm. again. Angels on earth. Yeah, they really Um, are. And the same, very compassionate, but then sometimes that clinical, particularly from the specialists and things, that clinical side of things would slip in. And I remember one time this, I think she was a geneticist, and she came in with her team and she was, like, looking at Eden, like, oh, yes, yes, she's definitely got, you know, a her condition, which I don't really talk about because Googling it isn't nice. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. She's definitely got that. And by that stage, we hadn't even held her. Oh, you hadn't even given her a cuddle. No. Oh. So we, like Craig and I were like, well, what does this mean? What, like, what's, what's the prognosis? What's the, what is she going to live? Mm. Like, really, that's what it came down to. And she just toddled off with her team and the, the nurse was just looking at us and she's like, you need to hold your baby. And yeah. I was like, yep, yeah, I do. So fast forward uh, five days of poking and prodding and bad news after bad news. Mm. I said, Chase was only two at the time. Mm. So I said, I need to go home. I need to learn how to be a mum with a toddler and a baby in the NICU. I need to get out of this hospital because I was still in maternity ward hearing joy and feeling like absolute shit, like my life was falling apart. But understanding that joy from how I felt with Chase and not wanting to take away from that, but just feeling that hurt of why, why? Anyway, so we went home. Um, It was... By this stage, it was the 5th of December. You know, Craig, I don't know, men cope differently to mm-hmm. women in those early days. He was up putting up Christmas lights and Chase was, you know, running around crazy and I was just passed out on the lounge, just couldn't move, couldn't do anything. And then that night we got a call from the hospital to say that she wasn't doing good mm-hmm. and we should go in mm-hmm. and that it wasn't looking like she would survive. So off we go, Craig and I and Chase. We pick up my mum 
Craig's mum and dad were there, his sister, brother, and our sister-in-law. I don't know. I feel like there was someone else. I can't remember. <laughs> it, was, it was, again, a, a circus. Yep. Anyway, we, we go to the hospital and she'd had all of her, um, like, breathing tubes and everything taken off. And I knew she wasn't going to make it. <laughs> and then <laughs> Craig's brother, bless him, he'd been to a Christmas party or something. He was blind drunk in this ugly, ugly Hawaiian shirt. And he comes in. <laughs> Honestly, it was the, the humour that we needed. Yeah. And just broke up, the you know, the sadness. And I'll never forget once they all... You know, because some of them hadn't met her because it's you can't go into those places. I mean, not as bad as in COVID times. Thank mm. goodness. If if anything, the silver lining was that we didn't go through this in in, in COVID, COVID times mm. because that those families that would have. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't even think about that. But anyway, we got to, you know, spend time with her and then um, when it. I suppose it was close. It was just Craig and I. Mm. And then I looked out the door and Craig's brother and Chase are like wrestling on the ground, laughing. And I was like, this is <laughs> such a bizarre, like I, I'm Like here, a parallel like, universe yeah, almost. Like, this child's out here having the time of his life and this child is mm. not here for much longer. Yeah. I could just... There were so many of those moments that I was like, is this real life? Like, is this actually happening right now? Anyway, so we, we spent time, we were with her the whole time, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And then the hardest part was leaving. I was so scared of what was going to happen to her and where she would go and, like, she'd be alone and all these mum you of know, course, mom your mum intuition's already Who would look in. after yep. her. And I remember a, a nurse who, funnily enough, lives at the end of our street. Oh, wow. So weird. She was taking photos on her own camera because all of the cameras had been stolen. I mean, southwest Sydney, bless yep. us. <laughs> um, but I was like, I can't, I can't understand how, again how, how is this happening like there's no cameras and anyway all all of the things we, we left and it was probably about 7 a.m 8 a.m there was people hustling and bustling and going to work and doing all this stuff that I was so angry about because my daughter had just died like, yeah. didn't these people know how was their life going on like my life is falling apart and all these assholes are off to work and I remember Craig's dad was there and he said, you know, you guys never gave up hope. Yeah. And you never, you never faltered. You gave her all of the opportunity and you will, she will be with us forever. And I remember at the time thinking, like I didn't, I did take comfort from it, but it took me a long time to realise that we had, and I, I could be okay with the fact that we had given her every opportunity and and you gave her the chance yeah. like 
you gave her the chance to come out and even in the small, you know, small window of her little life, the five days, you know, all all she would have known was how much she loved her. That's all she would have known. Yeah. And you gotta remember that. She would have she would have known nothing else about all the bad shit that goes on in the world and yeah, it's true. all the horrible people that exist, she just would have known the sound of your voice and Craig's and she would have known nothing but love. Yeah. We were just laughing with Chase the other night because he he came to meet her and he did exactly what, you know, the the new siblings do. Like he was screaming at Craig to put her down and like it just made me laugh because I was like, he doesn't, he didn't understand the magnitude. He was just jealous because yeah. there was a new baby in yeah. the in the in the world, and you know, his he wanted his dad to put this baby down, and like we laugh about it now because you know I was saying you were such a jerk, like <laughs> even to her, like she she was only here for a short period. <laughs> That is a rite of passage as an yeah, older sibling. That's a rite of but passage. And he, like, he, you know, he was the joy in all of that. And he, even at her funeral, he, um, we had her cremated. And you know how they have, like, the curtains. He was playing peekaboo <laughs> behind the curtains. And then there were, I remember there was a teddy bear on, on her coffin and with flowers and he was behind it and he pulled the teddy bear off and Craig and I like, and and the whole, you know, everyone was there. There was like a collective, because <gasps> like, you know, was he going to pull it over? Was he like, and it, he just, he honestly, he saved me yep. and he kept me going. I remember her funeral was on a Friday and on, on the Saturday he was obsessed with Christmas and Santa and we went to Christmas carols. So again, I've just had my daughter's funeral and the next day I'm at Christmas carols and I was fine. I held it together. And then as soon as the fireworks started, I I lost it. All the things that she would never see. And, you know, I just sometimes even now um, things catch me. Normally I'm okay um, you know, 12 years on, I'm definitely, I'll never get over it, but I'm definitely better at, well, other than today, at um, keeping it together. But sometimes things, the strangest things catch me. Trigger you. Like Emmy, let's talk about Emmy. She's yes. the beautiful rainbow that came two years after we lost Eden. She was the baby I was adamant I was never having because I couldn't imagine going through that loss and I was happy with Chase and I just... Was it scary getting pregnant again? I I was mental. Yeah. So Chase and Eden were um, 12 months of trying Mm. and, oh, look, I don't know if Craig will be okay with me telling everyone this, but I do anyway. Um, Like I was was crazy. I would ice his balls. I would. What does do, icing these balls do? Well, like make it cool so the the sperm comes out better and oh, finds I've never the egg heard quicker. This. Oh, I don't know. I must have read it on the internet or something. But like I was, and, and he such a good sport. He did whatever I He's wanted. He's like whatever you need. Ice my balls, torch them, whatever. Yeah. And. At the time, like he's a police officer. Did you know that? Yes, you did. I knew that. I know. I know all about Craig. 
<laughs> yep. um, anyway, so he would come home from night shift and I'd be ovulating and I'd be like, right, you know, it's go time. a small window of opportunity before I need to go to work. And he'd be like, babe, like, I, ca- I can't. I physically can't. I'm so tired. And honestly, I would want to punch him in the face <laughs> because that was a missed opportunity for me. And it and, and became very sterile. There, yeah. there was no no love, no romance. It was, it was a transaction. transaction. And anyway, so that was two lots of 12 months of, of that. We went to Fiji with our family and got a bit loose on cocktails. And I, I remember saying to him, oh, look, let's just stop preventing it. It's going to be 12 months. Like we'll, we'll stop preventing it. You know, thanks to all the, I think they were tropical dawns or <laughs> whatever it was in Fiji, the Fiji water, whatever. Um, it was literally one time. Oh, wow. Okay. One time and I, you know, waited for my period to arrive and nothing came. Oh, so and- we, you had not been trying. No. I, after I was, Eden, you I was, just couldn't. I was looking at being a foster parent or yeah. It, all of the things, and, and Craig was always like, no, no, we're not doing that. And I was yeah. like, what do you mean? You don't tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was um, literally one time. One time in Fiji. Yes. And Cute. Craig, little Fiji. Little Fiji, Fiji and baby, baby. Which is yeah. quite fitting because my dad, my background is, uh, my dad's from Fiji. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the I islands. just have the big bone structure. She's got the beautiful olive skin. <laughs> um so, you know, for, for our rainbow baby to, to be conceived in Fiji is actually, you know, very special. Pretty special. So then Craig is a police diver, so he sometimes, you know, gets to go to exotic places. Um, he was in, where was he? Lord Howe Island. Mm. And that's like, I don't know, I feel like that's some backward town that has no proper comms. He was on this like satellite phone. And I remember being in Coles. I'd already done like five pregnancy tests and they were all positive. I was in Coles buying more and he called me and I said, uh, I think I'm pregnant. And again, he's thinking, yes, 12 months of trying, even though it's a transaction, it's still a transaction. Um, and I, I think I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? What? And I, so I'm screaming in calls. I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, already? Oh. Like, and I said, we've only banged once, <laughs> yeah, literally." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Anyway, so I remember the obstetrician um, at the. I still can't think of the name of it. He said to me when Eden was born. I think he fell in love with me, to be honest. Um, he said to <laughs> Who me, wouldn't? I know. I know. Yeah. He said, I want to see you have a living child. I want to support you through a pregnancy. And I was yes. like, you are absolutely on crack. I am not having another baby. Yep. I'm, I, I can't. My mental health, no. Nah. Anyway, so I remember I, I called the clinic and, and uh, Wendy, also now a friend on Facebook, love her. Straight up. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I said, oh, you know, uh, Wendy, it's um, it's Catherine, you know, blah, blah. She's like, are you pregnant? And I said, yes. And she's like, oh, my God, come in. Like, so I would go in there and, they, you know, they see the worst of the worst. Of course. So me going in there with this routine, boring pregnancy, I remember um, the obstetrician, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, there's its head. There's its legs, you know, like it was just so run of the mill, which they're obviously not used to. 
But for me, I was so anxious. I was there mm. every month getting a scan. My GP was amazing. I'd, I'd go into her. She'd get out the Doppler. She, as soon as she'd see me, she'd, you know, we'd listen to the heartbeat and then I'd go, okay, thanks, I'm good. Like, and it off I'd go. Yeah, so having all these scans and when it came to, there was none of this harmony test business no, and, you know, know. gender, yeah. you know. So when it came time to looking at the gender, I, 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 I desperately wanted a daughter desperately but I was also scared because I'd lost a daughter but I had a son so my head was like well you can have a son but you can't have a daughter so maybe there should be a boy so then that way it's safe you know all this crazy stuff anyway so when he was scanning me he's like oh do you want to know um, what it is and I was like yeah it's a boy and he's like no it's a girl (laughs) and I was like no, no, get, you don't know, get the other doctor, get him in here. And he comes in and he's like, Alan, tell her what it is. And he's like, it's, he was, this was the poppy, the one that was hugging oh, me yeah. when, when I had Eden. He's like, it's a female. Like he was very like poppy like. And I was like, nah, nah. I, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't. Didn't want to I believe didn't, it. I, I have no photos of being pregnant with Emmy. I that that is a massive regret for me because I feel you were protecting off. yourself. Yeah, though. I was. You were protecting your yeah. heart, and I was. You didn't want to believe that it was gonna yeah. happen for you. I, I didn't believe, yeah. I, and by that stage, I had met. Um, I'd been uh, to Bears of Hope, um, which is an amazing organisation that pregnant and sort of neonatal loss, and and they they do great things. Um, for families yeah. that have been through loss. Um, and I'd met so many women who had had things that I didn't even know existed. existed. So I, I can remember when I was having Emmy, I was saying, um, or no, sorry, throughout the pregnancy, I was like, how long's my cervix or how? And he's like, why? Like such and such had a short cervix and then she went into premature labor and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, do you want to do my job? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just knew so many things that had gone wrong. Had gone wrong for that other I women. I just kind of took all of that on and, and didn't trust that, you know, I, I would have her in my arms alive. Mm. Um, anyway, so that, that was a bit of a journey. Um, Can I ask, was there any, like what happened with Eden? Yeah. Was that just a... Like a just a just one in a, a million, a one in almost, a million thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a hereditary or like no. And that's like again, we we spoke about um, after you know she'd passed. We we met with a different geneticist because I couldn't deal with the one we had. Um, and I said like, do we need to do IVF? Do we need to For, yeah? You know, and she was like, you don't. Like what what happened to you was purely just a rogue egg or a rogue sperm. Yep. Yep. And and you know, just kind of bad luck. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's not helpful. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it was a, okay, it's this and you need to do this and, you know, like you need to get the stitch or you need, like there's yep. fixes. Whereas for us it was like take a gamble and see what It was what just happens. like you got hit by lightning. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So when I was pregnant with Emmy, like I said, you know, all, all these anxious times, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I didn't I didn't go out. I, I literally stayed home. Didn't I see went friends. to work. I, no, wow. no. I, I just hid away in my home. My lounge had like a massive tint in it because that's where my ass sat for nine months um, if, if I wasn't at work. Um, and when it came time to going into labour, I was expecting like the other two, my waters break and then off I go to hospital. 
no, not Emmy. She's got to be different. <laughs> I started having contractions and I was like, hmm, this is weird. It's probably just Braxton Higgs, whatever. 39 weeks. 39 weeks. Yeah. And the midwife who I'd seen, she knew I went um, caseload because I didn't want to be telling my story in the middle of having a baby and I needed to feel supported, etc. So I had this midwife who I did know of. Um, she broke her hand at like 37 weeks. It didn't tell me. So I go to, she tells me to come to delivery for our next appointment. I go there. They're looking at me like, are you in labor? Are you, I'm like, no, no, I'm here to see what's her name. Um, and they're like, uh, she broke her hand and she's not delivering for like six weeks. Honestly, I flipped a table. I was (laughs) so angry. They were calling like social workers and all this stuff. And, um, I, I, Steph, my trainee midwife from Eden, I called her and I was crying and I was telling her my story. And she's like, my friend, Nicole, who I, who I worked with, um, she's at Campbelltown now. Let me call her. Let me see if she can see you. She called her. She, I, I met her. She was on the night that Eden was born. Oh, wow. And then she, she, we literally had one mid, one midwife appointment. She said, oh, I want to check, you know, I want to see how you're going. I was already like four centimeters dilated. She said, okay, I can fit you in, but you have to be my first July baby because they can only have, I don't know, so many, whatever. And I was like, okay, yep, no worries. And we was born 5 a.m. on the 1st of July. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. <laughs> I delivered on and, my promise. Yeah. And even um, when I was in labor, she she's very, not alternate, but she just, I think, with caseload, it's it's very much hands off, and there's what is not... caseload? So caseload is um, it's so separate to like the going to the antenatal appointments, like midwifery group. Yeah, yes. Is and it you... a midwifery group? Yeah. Okay. And you see the same midwife. Yes, that's what throughout. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, yeah, Nicole, also my friend on Facebook <laughs> now. Um... <laughs> You have to send them to all it. I know. Send this link to all your stray cats and get them yep. to listen. I mean, stray cats, that was your terminology. No, I know, I know, it, I know. It's nice. Yeah, it's yep. beautiful. Um, so anyway, so I go into labor. I, I say to Craig, oh, look, don't even bring the bag. They're probably just going to say, you know, you, you're just in early stages, go home. Come you know, back. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, what they do. But I could tell my anxiety was through the roof. I just needed to go and get checked. And if they told me to go home, I'd be okay. So I get in there. We were in the lift and I have this massive contraction and Craig's, Craig goes, what's the matter? <laughs> and I looked at him and there was a security a gas, guard. Babe. There was a security guard in the lift. He was escorting us up. He looked at Craig too, like <laughs> as if, are you fucking for real? Like, did you seriously you just ask wish? Anyway, so we, we get into the birthing suite and they check me like, you're eight centimetres. What? I know. Who are you? My cervix is just like, <laughs> ready. Just hanging out there. <laughs> Hanging out there forever. Jealous. Um, so I was still having contractions, nothing crazy, but my waters hadn't broke. Nicole comes. Um, we're laughing. We were trying to decide between Emmy and Peyton as a name. Yes, I love both. I love both too. Craig, however, he can't say Peyton. He says Peyton. <laughs> Peyton. Peyton. So that, that, that was out. decided that. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're there and Nicole's like, oh, can I give you some, uh, can I touch your pressure point? And I was like, where is it? It's like on your leg. Like, okay. Yep. Yep. Touch it here. Smell some clary sage. Like it was just amazing. Anyway, I said to her, it was going on and on. And I said to her, look, 
I don't think anything's going to happen to break my waters. Like that, I just, that's how I feel. She's like, okay, like it still could be a couple of hours. I'll break him, you know, whatever. She literally broke my waters and out Emmy was coming. Like it, it was just, I don't know. You just know yeah, you your do. body or yeah. I don't know, something. But of course, in true Emmy style, she was the, is it posterior? The wrong way up? Oh, like as in facing like, up? Yeah. So your her spine was on your spine? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Nice and painful, oh. that one. I, I screamed the place down. And when I was having Eden, I made no sound. Mm. I just, it was just like I said, it just felt like her and I, Chase, there was a little bit of, you know, like mooing, mooing or yeah. something going on. Um, but Emmy, like I just yeah. screamed the house down. Anyway, so she was born and I remember Nicole saying, it's a girl. And I still was like, nah, <laughs> no, it's, not. it's got a penis for sure. Because I'd said to the obstetrician, I was—I think I was about 37 weeks by that stage. And I was like, okay, this is your last chance of um, telling me it's a boy because I'm going to paint one wall pink. That's all I could commit to. That was my one little bit of hope. And he was like, honestly, Catherine, if this baby comes out a boy, I will paint your whole house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, okay. I still don't believe you. Um, so then, you know, Emmy was born. And honestly, that was... such a like relief's not the right word but hearing her cry Mm. and she like chase he wasn't like i didn't breastfeed him i I tried and i was like ugh, no it's just not for me i i just give him a bottle and and i'm done like i that was just my thought she they put her in my chest she bobbed her head down and got on my boob straight away i'm like is that not how she is today like she's she's just such a boss and like well like this is what we're doing yeah She's an absolute queen. <laughs> she really is. So she, yeah, she, when I think about her and on Eden's birthday this year, I was just looking at her and I started to cry. And she said, what's wrong, mum? And I said, it's so hard to look at you and love you so much and think about you not being here mm. if Eden had have lived. And she was like, oh, no, no, I would be here. I would be here. You would just have three kids. And I was like, no, Emmy, I, I only ever wanted a boy and a girl. I, as an only child, I only ever wanted my child to have a sibling. Mm. And like that, again, is such a head fuck to mm. look and love her so much and then feel so guilty about loving her so much because of what I, I lost in Eden. No, because Eden would have sent her to you. I know. And I, she says that to me. She's like, you know, Eden... Um, I remember one time, sorry to go back, a hairdresser said to me, oh, my God, if you're having a girl, it's Eden coming back to life. And oh I was like, God. no, no wow. that's, not, that's not how I want this child to feel. Like I never wanted no, Emmy not. to feel like the replacement mm. and I don't want to disregard Eden. Like Eden is our daughter. Eden, I always say that. She's our firstborn daughter. Um, but, yeah, Emmy you know, I was having this moment and, she, and, and again, that's what I mean about little things catching me out. Oh, we did it. We got there. <laughs> oh, it was so, you know what? And you do some really special things each year to honour her, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we do. We you go um, away? We do normally go away, but this year it's, it's a, it's a crazy time of year, as you know, and yep. there was so much on with dancing and I don't know, whatever all else, the all the things. Um, so we're not going away, but each year on her birthday, um, we put up our Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So it's before the 1st of December, but that's just our thing. Um, 
And yeah, we, we really, whilst sometimes I beat myself up because I think, oh, I haven't thought of her in a while. No, like, I know, you know I understand. Like, yes. And that might sound terrible, but I just, it, again, it's sometimes the things that catch me. And I actually said to Brie, Brie messaged me the other day when she saw the story about putting the tree up and she said, you know, like I can't imagine. And, and I said, the thing for me is she, she, she made me. Mm-hmm. I was a shell, like I suppose. And now I feel like she, you know, taught me how strong I am, taught me to love life, yeah, taught me to be resilient and grateful and not just settle and to never give up hope. You know, yes. that's that was our thing. And um, both Eden and Emmy, their middle names, Hope, because that was just all we had mm. for both. Yeah. You know, the hope of things going well with Eden and the hope of Emmy being born alive and yep. and live. Um, but, yeah, I think when I think about me, who I am now, it's because of her. Absolutely. And I love life and I, I love – I. You love very hard. <laughs> I you do are love a, you are a, very hard. You are a big lover and you are just – so warm and you do, you have so much love to give and you are so open to receiving it as well. And, you know, there's people out there who probably don't deserve how much love you've got to give. Yep. But yeah, I think like, I, I don't know how you went through it and survived. I, I I honestly don't know either. Like I think about that time and I, I, like people would always say, oh, you're so strong. Like I couldn't do it. I'm like, mate, I didn't ask for it. You didn't want to do it. I didn't no. want to do it. But what was I meant to do with a two-year-old and, you know. You had to keep going for Chase. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. I, I, And I think sometimes like my grief, like I, again, being a talker, straight into, you know, psychologists and meeting other people like me and, and really sort of delving into dealing with everything that had happened. Whereas Craig, he just became this bottled up mess. Closed off. He closed off. And it took him about five years Mm. to really realize that he needed to talk. Also talk. Yep. And he, he would, um, being a diver, they see some pretty gruesome things. So every three months he would also see a psychologist. She would give him all these books about grief. He'd come home and give them to me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was like, this is so weird. And I remember saying to the psychologist, like, why is he not crying like me? Why is he not sad like me? And she said, but could you imagine two of you at the same time? Yeah, it's almost like they, they have to play a different role. Yeah. And he's probably trying to be stronger for yeah. you. Yeah. Even though he's absolutely grieving at the same yeah. time. It's yeah. they, they do. They absolutely grieve very differently. Yeah. And in their own way. Like I Ryan and I also grieve quite differently. Yeah. But I guess for me the after all of that, as you said, we do cop a lot for living our lives and for trying to be trying to make the best of every moment. But for me, it's taken me a long time to realize I don't owe anybody anything. You don't, you don't have to appease anyone. No, but, mm. I, but I, you know, even like even men would say to me, oh, you're always out. Like, mm. oh my, am I, what, what, what do you 
care? Why do you care that I'm out? Like, but, what but is it? Trying to fit the mold of each individual person's expectations, it, it, it's impossible, right? Yeah. So you just you just got to do you, and you yeah. got to do what makes you feel happy and what fills your heart with love and happiness and yeah, all of that jazz. Definitely. And just, I, I'm a big believer in you know always practicing gratitude and focusing on the good things in your life yeah. and the healthy children that you do have Absolutely. and yeah. the very supportive, loving husbands that we do have yeah. who allow us to go out and get yeah. kicked out of blind bear. <laughs> Sorry, blind bear. Sorry, blind bear. Can I please come back? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that you are hands down incredible and we have our best friend necklaces. <laughs> um, we do. We have safe space. Safe space necklaces. Yeah. Because I think, let me just talk about you for one second. Sure. <laughs> And I, I'm not blowing wind up your ass. I, I, I truly hope that everyone has an Amy in their life because you're like, you know, you have your your online Amy, which is you in real life, <laughs> except there's also that, I don't know, like that softness and that safe space. Like that when I saw those necklaces, I was like, that is exactly what you are for me. You are a safe space. Like, would I come on a podcast and cry and have snot everywhere and, you know, sit on your lap? I'm not sitting on your lap. I would squash her. Um, so, no, no, like that story is precious. Very special. And I don't want that story to be not used, not to be heard and taken Without context. And the, the context in this instance is how you and I have come to be and how we love life. And it's not about going and leaving our family. It's not about, you know, deserting our husbands or neglecting our children. Being with you or being with my friends or being on a girl's trip or being out at a restaurant is literally, for me, about connection and meeting you and having that safe space where it is it's okay to be yourself and yeah. to let your walls and your guard down absolutely and we do we have a lot of phone calls and we cry and yeah. well that's you, mainly me you do a lot of crying <laughs> and which is I'm all for it and we have stern conversations and sometimes we tell each other you know that's normally her <laughs> being stern with me <laughs> Uh, but you are very good at receiving because it's always, I always have your best interests at heart. Yeah, I know. Um, our friendship is one absolutely built on trust and respect and loyalty. Yeah. And we're a little vault. But also we complement each other's life very nicely and we, you know, we love hard. I'm a yeah. huge lover as well. Yeah. I'm a very, very big lover. I don't project that a lot on my socials. It's more just a yeah. lighthearted. Yes. That, that's what I was trying to say before is that the the love in your heart, I hope everyone has an Amy in their life and I, I they see the funny Amy and the crazy Amy and the dancing in the the. <laughs> LED, the LED and the, you know, lover of wine and cheese. And, and that's everything that I love about you. But the heart, the mm -hmm. heart is not that I was not expected. That's not the right word. But it just, it it's just so, for me, was so refreshing. Yeah. And I didn't expect this relationship. I didn't expect to fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't expect to propose to her with a safe space necklace. <laughs> Best friend necklace. I didn't. You're like, wearing your snake. I know, you're not. I'm so, seriously. I took all my jewelry off when I shower. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll put it on for our photo. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think uh, that everything that I've been through has has led me to truly believe that life is for living. Yes. And I'm I I feel for people that don't have that support network or don't have that ability to be with their girlfriends or, mm. you know, have someone with the kids or, you know, I, I, I do, I, you know, they often say hurt people hurt people. And yes. I think that is quite often what has happened definitely to me and definitely to you Yes, is a, there's a little bit of jealousy around that balanced life that we hope everyone has. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm not going to feel bad for that anymore. No, and you shouldn't. And I, I've said a couple of times about you like I again a a relationship I didn't expect a friendship I didn't expect but I I like a hundred million percent grateful for and let's go to a deserted island and get married (laughs) (laughs) we can plan our first year our one year anniversary date soon our wedding anniversaries are the same date like honestly oh yes it was like we We, we were meant to be yeah we would our our paths were absolutely meant to cross i'm 60 and no you're not 40 no sorry not 40 oh my god you (laughs) age me uh you look younger than me with your bloody fijian olive skin you're beautiful no you're beautiful you're beautiful no you're beautiful you are no okay well (laughs) this um this has been a really really beautiful podcast and i am so grateful that you shared your story of Eden and I would have absolutely loved her to bits. Yeah. I, just like I love your other two children and Charlie, my daughter, is utterly obsessed with Emmy. Charlie is like me with you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Charlie and I are the same person. We, we love hard. We're a little bit obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm a lover as well. Um, but, no, it's been really nice and I am so glad that you came on. Thank you for I having know, me. I know you were nervous, but I'm you nervous, nailed but it. I'm nervous, but, like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do you're more. You're ready. You want to do another one? <laughs> yeah. we'll, get, we'll get you um, on again. But I need you to take me lunch and buy me a wine Yeah, now. That okay. was a lot. <laughs> we're going to lunch. This is a long podcast. People want long oh, podcasts. No, no, do no. They? Oh, yeah, okay, they do. Good. I get okay. lots of feedback about them being too short. So. Okay. Um, this was a long one, but we're going to go out. I am. I'm going to take you out for lunch. I wonder if it's BYO. Maybe we'll just bring an RTD. I've got a few in the fridge. Okay. Um, but thank you for coming on. Thank I actually you. didn't do a lot of talking, which is really refreshing. It was very nice to just hold space for you. I love you to be. you my safe space. Oh, yeah. Okay, don't start again. Okay, we're stop. Gonna go. <laughs> All right, bye for now. I, um, I will love you and leave you. Have a wonderful week, weekend, and I'll chat with you next Wednesday. Thank you. Bye. Bye.